Welcome to Mind Gap Podcast. It's me, Doug. If you'd like to check out our podcast episodes live, head on over to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash lowercase c slash mindgappodcast for the live stream there. We'd love to interact with you during the show. While you're there, it would mean the world to us if you would hit the like and subscribe button. This little act helps us grow and we'd appreciate your contribution. If you're still in the giving mood, head over to wherever you're listening to this podcast and give it a rating and a review. If you like a particular episode, video, or bit, share it around with your friends. Who knows? You may help another mind gapper find their way into our loving embrace. You can also support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash mindgappodcast. Your subscription will give you access to early content, exclusive videos, special Discord privileges, and more. All right, that's enough for me. On with the show. Mind Gap Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to Mind Gap Podcast. I'm Doug. I'm Justin. We are, as always, overjoyed that you are within our speaking presence. That's true. Your listening acumen is within our speaking presence. And together, that makes for one hell of a podcast experience. We cherish that. Yes. We cherish you. It's the only thing I asked for for Christmas last year. Yeah. Was you all to be here. And guess what? I'm still getting my gift. Yeah. I said, you know what? I hope there's not enough rising inflation to create a recession. And I'm still waiting on that. But instead, I got you. And that's okay. I'm glad you're here. You're all a wonderful concession. uh, To a recession. To a recession. (laughs) You're you're a recession concession. And we we appreciate that. We appreciate you. That's right. Welcome to Market Talk with Doug and Justin. <laughs> Justin's the macro guy. I'm the micro guy. Let's talk about the Greeks. Justin, how's your theta hanging? Short shriveled always to the left. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, it is good to be here. It is yeah. good to be with you. It's good to be here with the chat. Um, <clears throat> How, you, I'm, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. you. I was going to ask, well, let's, why don't you do the housekeeping and then okay. I'll ask you a question. Housekeeping. Real quick, yeah. gang, let's get this out of the way. If you like us and if you're listening, I'm assuming you do, a uh, couple quick things. One, just like and, and, and review, rate, and, and all that stuff. And if, you, if you're watching us on YouTube, like and subscribe. YouTube.com slash Podcast. I want to shout out. Everyone who has subscribed recently, we are at 190 subscribers. We are 10 away from 200, which is a huge milestone for us. This is fantastic. Um, So I appreciate you all hitting that subscribe button because it's easy. It's so easy. You just hit subscribe. You like if you like what we're doing. um, I appreciate it. Like, it's so cool. You know, we're we're we're. It's, it's something that I think it was actually Sergio who just subscribed today. He goes, I didn't even realize I wasn't subscribed. I went to go find your episode. And I had to search for it like an idiot. So if you're that person, you're just like, hey, I want to be able to find it real easy. That's a big bonus. Just hit subscribe and it'll be there. And the subscriptions, again, it helps us a ton. We're working towards 1,000 subscribers. That's one of the milestones to work towards getting monetized here. So 
appreciate that. The other the other part's watch time. And if you're here watched and listening to us, then you're you're accounting for that. So you're doing your part already. You're doing the best. We appreciate yeah. you. Much love. Uh much love. And then also a uh, big favor to ask as well. Um share our stuff. You know, that is the big thing to help just getting it out to more eyes and ears and things like that. Just whether it's a one of our shorts whether it's one of our segments like Ask Practical Doug or Anime Out of Context, or if it's a full episode, awesome. Just throw it out to the world and be like, hey, even if it's just one person, just being like, hey, I think this would really fit you. I do this to Justin all the time. I hear a little segment from an episode. Yeah. I'm like, Justin, you should check this out. I think you'll enjoy it. And Justin does the same thing for me. Share that stuff around um, just to get more eyes and ears on it. Like that would mean the world to us. And if you're thinking of other ways to, you know, Support us, consider, you know, subscribing to our Patreon, patreon.com slash podcast, or picking up some of our merch at redbubble.com slash, just go to redbubble.com and type in podcast in the search and you'll find our stuff. You can buy one of these cool shirts. Look, I'm wearing my own merch. Oh, get out of town. Because it's fucking comfortable, man. It's a tri-blend tee. It's super cozy. I like it. It's cool. Tri-blend tee. Explain that. What does that mean? It's got three different ingredients, Justin. Let me, let me, cotton. Mm-hmm. Polyester. Yes. Yes. Rayon. Yes. Yes. I don't know what's in here, but it's okay. a tri-blend, and I like it, and it's it's super cozy. And I, I, was, I, I have one of these because I want to see what it was like when I ordered it from not Teespring, those pieces of shit, from Redbubble. I'm like, oh, this is infinitely better. Uh, I, I struggle wearing it because I'm always like, are you supposed to wear your own merch? Is that really Fuck tacky? Yeah, but I'm Oops. like, at the same time, I'm like, Fuck it. I'm going to wear it because it's cool and it's comfortable. So if you want, you can pick that shit up. So If you want to be cool and comfortable buy a t-shirt yeah that says mind gap on it you're welcome all right that is housekeeping like like us subscribe to us share us that's all we're asking thank you for your time justin yes the floor is yours to say is uh i'm very excited that you're here too and that you did not blow away yesterday because i heard that there was some real dicey weather that shot through the suburbs last night did you guys get get hit with that nope not me you didn't really nope not me wow i mean it looked like it was gonna get real dicey i mean the sky turned green yeah you know and it looked like some bad stuff was happening i i saw the tornado warning but it was just it, it was beyond us thankfully because so. in riverside where we have cousins that live out there they were posting pictures of like pretty thick trees that were just snapped in half in their neighborhoods and so like it got i know bob took uh bob and his wife uh took their daughter down into the basement for a little while they're up in the jefferson park area and that was and it got like there was a few few people who i, I had heard that uh, it got real worrisome for a while so my first thought i was just like shit i wonder if doug and uh and his family got got any uh but it sounds like my worry yeah. is for nothing well last year you know we had the tornado that was just a mile away from us which was fucking yeah. terrifying so you know we've been through that so we're not missing out we're good I just, I just assumed that that was every time now there was uh yeah uh, inclement weather natalie's really cute. nervous about that shit she's like can we keep an eye on the tornado and i'm like natalie we're gonna keep an eye on it don't worry so yeah. she remembers how we like woke her up and brought her down to the basement and stuff like yeah. that and she's always like uh you should really figure out and just go, Natalie, we can keep an eye on it. But just so you know, it won't matter. It comes for us, there's nothing we can do for <laughs> right? it. It's, it's like, it. It's like that thing you know, in, in the league where uh, Shiva sees the Shiva trophy and uh, Nick Kroll's like, I can explain it to you, but it's not going to make you feel any better. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly it. Yeah. 
I mean, we could watch for it, but it ain't going to matter, you know? <laughs> yeah. Would you, I mean, do you want to see it coming for you? Do you just want to be surprised by it? I yeah. mean, that's really the end of the day. Mm-hmm. How yeah. do you want it? Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> that's what I asked your mom, and now you're born. So thanks, Dad. You're welcome. Magic. <laughs> magic. Uh, magic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Justin, how was your week? Ah, my week was really good. Yeah, I had uh, my mom and stepdad uh, came up. So we had some more visitors Sweet. In, in Grand Old Michigan here um, in Grand Old Rapids. And uh, yeah, it was a good it was a good weekend. They came up on Friday and we took them around to took them through some of the neighborhoods. We're looking at houses. We took them to some of the restaurants that we've fallen in love with. And we went on a, a beautiful hike um, on uh on Saturday, and uh, we actually just uh, got membership to Frederick Myers Garden, which is kind of like Chicago Botanic or Morton Arboretum, and and walked around that. And so, uh, spoiler alert: when you guys come up here, that's definitely something we're doing. Nice, because you guys like the arboretum so much. You were saying that uh, I was like, Cockroaches are gonna love this. Hell yeah, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. So, um, yeah, we had a really, really good weekend. It was relaxing, perfect weather. Absolute perfect weather. It really Unlike was. today, which is just gross, gross and hot. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was it was a good weekend. How was your weekend? It was pretty good. Uh, Friday night was movie night. We finished watching Prehistoric Earth <clears> on, Apple. On, on Apple TV. And Natalie, of course, thought it was awesome. We watched the last three episodes and had a really good time with it. So which is really, really cool. Um. She's just so into dinosaurs. It's yeah. it's awesome. I like how that's not relenting either. No, it's really not. She's super into it. Uh, so that was cool. Um, Saturday, I almost can't even remember my weekend. Um, oh, yeah, Saturday, Natalie had a play date with one of her best friends at school, which was really what? cool. Do you know what a gotcha day is? A gotcha day. Gotcha day. Not in the innocent sense. Yeah, right. Gotcha. No, it's not yeah. like where you goose someone's asshole or anything uh-huh. like yeah. that. But it's um, if you and I had a gotcha day, it would be probably very different yeah. than than a uh, kid's gotcha day. Yeah, this is. <laughs> oh, oh, that sounded really gross. But I'd like to rephrase that. Like, no, too late. It's it's an internet forever. Um, but I actually learned what this was. It's when uh, it's like you're the day that. Uh, parents adopt their child and so it's it's not like a birthday but it's like the day that we got you so they call it the gotcha day and so I I also learned that her friend was adopted I was like well that's cool Um, and um, we went over to their house and Natalie got to play with her and uh, and met another girl that was a year older and they had a really good time and which was really cool had a I'm assuming Saturday was this girl's gotcha day Mm -hmm. okay and um yeah, they were. It was fun. I wouldn't say it was just like fun to watch him play because it was one of those things where I'm like, I kind of just want watching kids play with each other when it's not going well is exhausting because they okay. are constantly trying to play and make rules and then do this, do that, pretend this, pretend that. Some of them gets mad because they want to do something. The other person doesn't want to do it, but it's just like they're cool with each other and then they're not. And it's just fucking exhausting. And I was like, yeah. after a while, I'm like. Can we? Are we done here? Because I'm over this. Like this is brutal. I kept telling Natalie, I'm like, hey, because she wanted to go inside and play with this girl's Barbies, and it's like, but this girl wanted to stay outside, and I was like, hey, 
This isn't your day, okay? It's hers, right? Yeah. Do what she wants to do, okay? You're yeah. a guest in her house, so <laughs> deal with it. She's like, but I want to go inside. I'm like, I don't care. It's not up to you. Fucking play out here, okay? Like, deal with it. So um, it went moderately well. It was fine. She had fun, and actually, it was kind of nice to meet this girl's parents like, and, and chat with them. They're, they were really cool. Um, and then Natalie, I actually got to go see Natalie get her hair cut for the first time. Normally, I don't go to that because I don't oh, care. Wow. Um, but because... Not something you have to contend with. Nope. Therefore, not something you have any interest in. No, nope, but it was amazing because Natalie loves getting her hair cut. She's like really? smiles ear to ear the whole time. It's okay. like a big deal because she goes to Jill's salon place. So she goes uh, to a big girl place and yeah, yeah. she has For the sure. same hairdresser as as Jill. And she's just, I I showed up because I was like, you know what? I'm There's a bakery over here I've never been to. I was like, I want to check out some of their bread. Got some delicious sourdough. Came back in. And I was like waiting for it. She just comes marching out after getting her hair cut, her hair washed. And she was just like, yeah. she was just like so proud. I'm like, oh, this girl is amazing. Just throughout the whole process, she's just grinning, just like loves it. And I'm like, oh, this is so cool. It was just very, awesome. very fun to see. And then I had an excellent stream on Saturday, played some Left 4 Dead 2, which is always a treat. That's always fun. Always fun. There'll be a, uh, a YouTube short dropping tomorrow as of when we're recording this. If you're listening to this, whenever we launch it on Friday, it's already there. You should check that out and share it because it's fun. Check it out. So, yeah. Jared says, Jared his, says his barber's name's Natalie. Nice. Coincidence? We did it. Probably. But that's pretty cool. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, Sunday. Yeah, not much, I think, happened on then. So, yeah, overall... Great weekend. Um, okay week so far. Just dealing with, you know, work life, which yeah. is meh. meh. <laughs> I think we can, we can all agree on one thing, and that just work sometimes just blows. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I'm having a midlife crisis, so which is always thrilling. I think I've been having a midlife crisis for two years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I was going to say, like, yeah. I... Are you comfortable opening this up a little bit? I'll open it up a little bit. I'm not going to tell everyone everything. But no, 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 no. No, just the concept of a midlife crisis. Yeah. More or less. I never knew what that meant. <laughs> That's just, I was exactly what I was going to say is that when I was younger, I always heard about these midlife crises. When you're younger, you're like 40. Jesus Christ. Like that's no wonder these guys are having, you know, they're all bald and fat and. Right. Oops. <laughs> well, you're not, you're fit now. Whatever. But, you know, hey, man. Uh, truth is both. truth. OK. No. But, I'm saying, you know, like it's the guys with the comb overs with the bad. Like that was the, the always the mm -hmm. picture of, you know, adults having the midlife crisis. Yeah. They got the comb overs. They've got the giant beer guts and they're rolling around in their red Ferraris and, you know, leaving their wives and this and that. And I was like, I don't I don't I don't get this concept. You Taking know? dumps in the bushes, you know, Taking, you know, as as one does as mm -hmm. they get older. Yeah. And now that we're both approaching 40, I'm just like, oh, that's not that's not what this is at all. Like the the concept of a midlife crisis is a very real concept that's not just for middle aged men. Like it is like anyone who is approaching a certain point in their life. It, it It's a it's an existential like reality check. And it's it can be pretty intense. Yeah, I think it started with a pandemic and yeah. I started I think I was shocked out of, you know, my standard routine. I'm very much a routine based person and, yeah. you know, I do things because that's what you're supposed to do. And then the the pandemic was like, oh, no, you don't have to commute into work. And oh, no, you can work from home all the time. And oh, I was like, oh, wait, 
I like spending this time with my family and doing the things that I want to do. And that's sort of like continued. At first, it was like a joke when Jill and I would go on walks over lunch and stuff. We're like, I think, I think we're having a midlife crisis. Now it's like we're both like, I, I really think we're having a midlife crisis. Like, yeah. we're struggling with the our. I don't know if I want to call it our like our identities, but it's the idea of like what do we want from our careers at this point? Like, because both right. of us are very protective of our time, and right. um, I I find myself just being like, I I kind of want to do stuff by my rules, right. by my design, not necessarily corporate America's. Well, if I if I could be so bold to assume a little bit, like. Your for a long time, your careers kind of defined both you and Jill. Like you guys really, your identities were tied into what with what you guys were doing. Like mm-hmm. for a little while, like you really leaned into this new uh, this new thing that you found through a few different companies. And you know, Jill really leans into like what she does. And like I think it's easy to get to have your identity to get tied up in that. So when you say identity crisis, I don't think you're too far off. Like. Yeah. I think some people take it. It can sound like this overly dramatic thing to say, but yeah. I think I think it truly is a crisis of identity. Like, who are it? Are you defined by what you do, and and who are you outside of that? And is it possible to change what you do and and be more true to yourself and what you enjoy? Yeah, I, str- I, I, I struggle a little bit to say identity because I'm always fine with who I am. But what it is is just like what I what do I want to do. Like that's again, like I thought I found it a couple of years ago and now it's evolved into something else where I'm like, I think I want to do something else. Like I don't, yeah. I'm just, I'm not really happy with a significant portion of what I do. And, um, I want to do something scary and I'm looking to potentially do freelance, you know, and go out on my own, which it's become two years ago would have sounded horrifying. And now I'm like, that sounds fucking awesome. You know, yeah. it has its own pros and cons. Um, you know, you got to literally hunt for your work. But mm-hmm. at the same time, I don't have to go to fucking all hands meetings. I don't have to do peer reviews. I don't have to do annual reviews. I don't have to give a shit about the mission, vision, and values. I don't, I, I just, there's so much right. about corporate America that, again, the company I work for is great. They're amazing right. people. I couldn't be happier. I couldn't be more grateful to be having this squad of people. The amount of support I have is overwhelmingly amazing. Yeah. People give a shit about me. And that also makes me feel really guilty because I'm also like, I don't know if I want to be here. <laughs> and it's not their fault. It's on <laughs> no. me. I was going to say, like, it's not an indictment on the company you work for in the slightest. It is the larger concept of corporate America or of not even corporate America, just corporate life. I think that is the thing. And when we were working at assignment desk, there's in no reality what I've ever said that Doug would have gotten to this point. Like you were. I wouldn't have said that either. No, it was like you were very much by the book and get this, get a good job and get a good lineup, like where your next paycheck is coming from this and that. And. It's just interesting to watch the evolution of someone kind of find their creative voice and and realize that there there might be more to it, you know, and that it's it's not just the you know going to be at a place for thirty years and get the gold watch and the pension and the and the whole nine yards. Like that is such a it's it's such an outdated 
modality of 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 how to do things and and i don't it just i don't think it rings true anymore i think a lot of people are trying to hold on to that and i just think i do think the pandemic had a lot to do with it too well i definitely I, I think see, the folks who were like i'm working at a place for 30 years and then retiring those people absolutely had midlife crisis because yes. you're stuck you are literally stuck right doing this because your pension was based on that so right. well, at that point too i feel like your identity truly does start to get tied up in what you do and so yeah. like to have that identity, midlife identity crisis, that is very understandable for someone in that position. Well, also, it's kind of gross in our society in America, too, where like one of the first two questions you ask someone is, what's your name and what do you do for a living? Which is right. really gross. Right. Because I actually heard a comedian say, what you're really asking is, how should I treat you? That's such a good point. Absolutely. Because yeah. if you're like, I'm a janitor, it's like, oh, okay. But if you're like, yeah, I'm a, you know, I'm chief technology officer at this startup. People are like, oh, yeah, you know, it's, yeah, it's kind of gross. What I heard someone saying, I've, I've, I've actually tried to amend the way. It's not an easy. It's not easy at all because it goes against every social norm that we've been conditioned for. But I have, uh, I, I, I really enjoy the idea, and I've, I've tried it a few times to ask instead of that, it's like, uh, what do you do, and and whatever the standard question you ask. What's the best concert you you ever attended? As as your opening question mm -hmm. uh, to get to know you, or what do you like to do on a day off? Mm -hmm. And 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 really get to know that person rather than what they associate you know their their nine to five with. And it it creates an entirely new. You're either going to get someone who doesn't know how to answer it because they've never been asked that question before, or you're going to have one of the best conversations of un, unprompted conversations of your life. Yeah, I think it's it's more important to sort of like be present in the conversation and. Yeah. Like take for example this you know Natalie's you know best friend like just chatting with her dad for a little bit, um, you know he made a hell of a spread of food and he's like basically saying he's like yeah I made all this I'm like yeah he's like yeah I love to cook I'm like me too what's your favorite thing to cook and then we just went yeah. down that road like that's there it is. Yeah. exactly what it was I have no idea he also said like he built their deck so I'm assuming he's good with his hands like that's I don't fantastic. know. I was like, I have no idea. I have no idea what her mom does for a living. It's like, whatever. You guys are fun. Yeah. So that's all that matters to me. And that's know? the thing. It doesn't It doesn't matter. Like, unless, you know. If anything, I say it out of pure curiosity of just being like, I'm curious, like, what are your, like, what, what are you skilled <laughs> yeah. at? Uh, you know, because I'm just curious. Like, what, because that's the thing for me is I'm like, what are you good at? Because right. it's always fun to know what people's skills are. Um, or what are your? I, I love the what are your hobbies kind of thing. Oh yeah, absolutely. The, the point where I really am curious about someone's occupation and what they do is when they're living in like a a, a Winnetka mm -hmm. or yeah. like in Glencoe or a Kenilworth. I'm like, what do you do? Yeah. What, what do, do you, you do for a living? How how is this possible? You know. Yeah. All of you can't be doctors, so what do you do? Yeah. <laughs> are we preaching the gospel of the Lord? Amen. Amen. Praise uh, gravy be with you. <laughs> Gravy be with you. Yeah. Coming out to uh, uh, Uncle Doug's Meat Church. Uncle Doug Meat Church. You know, five ninety nine brisket. It's kind of cheap for brisket, but, you know, have a brisket. Can't it. Don't trust it. Yeah. Don't trust it. Whatever. Hey, <laughs> you get what you paid for. That's what I say, you know. <laughs> Can't beat it. Don't eat it. <laughs> oh, God. So, yeah, uh, that's kind of where I am right now. I'm trying to figure some shit out. It's stressful. Yeah. Uh, but I'm, I don't know. I'm hoping I can figure something out and, uh, be happy. Cause at the end of the day, that's really what, uh, what I like doing is just being happy. I find well, I'm most at peace when I'm just hanging out with my family after, yeah. after work. 
do, doing stuff on the weekends, like just yeah. hanging out with them, going on vacations. Like I love yeah. planning vacations, you know, just that sort of stuff is, is great. That makes me happy. Yeah. And I'm like, how can I really make this the focus of my life and make work, you know, pro help provide me with what I need to make this life work? Uh, yeah. Because I wouldn't say I don't derive value from work. I do. But I, I made this analogy to uh, my mentor at work the other day where I was trying to explain, you know, what I enjoy doing and what I don't. And I said, you know, I went to school for improv. And when I started, I didn't know anybody and I didn't know any different. I sucked and I met every class was a new person and, you know, meeting new people, learning their style for like eight weeks at a time and then doing that and doing that and then going to a new school and doing the same thing. And I got to the point where, and I started writing and it was, I was like, I got to the point where I'm like, I don't want to do new, I don't want to start with new people anymore. Like I don't right. want to meet new people and I, I want to play with the people that I want to play with. I met core people that I liked doing improv and comedy with. I'm like, I just want to play with these people all the time. Right. I don't want to go back to zero. And I kind of turn that to my mentor. I go, that's what I'm doing now. This is what I'm really good at. And I'm not doing that. I kind of, at this point in my career, just want to do this. Like that's, yeah. that's what I want to do. I, I'm not in my late twenties being like, I need to explore everything. I'm like, no, I pretty much found what I like. Can I just do that? Yeah. Can I just do that please? Like that's, that's what I want to do. Don't need anything else. Don't, don't expect I much. That. I just, I want to do this thing. I think the hardest part, though, is, or one of the hardest parts is identifying that. Yeah. Like being honest enough to identify that. That yeah. is a, I don't think you can undercut how big of a hurdle that is, you know? It's a hurdle because especially you're like, well, what am I going to do about that? It like, probably means I'm going to have to create my own position in my own world because yeah. I don't know if a place like the job might exist, but am I qualified to do just that for what? I don't know. Who knows? It's, it's wild yeah. to consider, but at the same time, I'm like, I... What I want to do is video editing. I want to edit videos for folks. I want to do freelance stuff like kind of like what we do. Hey, do you have a podcast? And you're like, man, I really wish someone would help put edit clips together. Here we go. Chill right now. Here right? we go. Or I stream. And man, ah, it's tough making these clips and these segment videos and editing all this shit together. It sucks. It's time consuming. It sure is. You know what would help you if you had someone who was able to do it for you? And all I'm saying is just have me on as a monthly retainer. All right. Pay me a monthly fee. I'll do it for you. I'll take care of it. The $3,000 standard industry fee. It doesn't have to be $3,000. $3,000 will get you a great package. Right. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. All right. It'll be, it'll be solid. It'll be a solid package. All right. But that's kind of what I want to do. Like, I just, I want to focus on doing that stuff. I love making videos. Right. And, and the thing yeah. is, am I an expert? No, but I'm pretty good at what I do. If you mm -hmm. see most of the stuff, 99% of the stuff that you see come out on our channel, I'm the one that edits it. Like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Richie goes, how much? Takes up hours of my fucking week. Right? <laughs> right? It's, there you go. It's brutal, man. Nice plug. I edit my own vids and I'm the only one watching. Hey, listen, Italian lad, if you ever get tired and you want that time back, you just, you let me know. All right? So we got options here, guys. We got, we options, got options for you. All right? Yeah. So, um. That's that's yeah, that's the thing is like I've also learned I kind of get in my head where I'm like, oh, <laughs> I'm not a cinematic video like film editor. You don't have to be. No. You just have to be all. pretty good. And I'm pretty good. I'm pretty yes. good at what I do, you know? So Absolutely, yeah. That's that's what I've that's that's where I am right now. I'll keep you posted, everybody. 
on how this progresses. Check back in for updates. Yeah. Also, if you want to hire Doug, right? Check back in. <laughs> Slotty says, "Don't let Justin talk to you about pricing, but trying to get that guy to value his own work appropriately since I came into the fold." <laughs> I'm probably in the same boat as him where I'm like, I don't know, man, how much is this worth? I was going to say, Slotty, you're uh, you're already preaching to the choir. Like, <laughs> Doug's already where I am. I guarantee yeah. it. I'd yeah. be like, I mean, I don't know. Is it this, this or that? Who knows? Who knows? Um, we all we all don't have the unwavering confidence of Slotty Bardfast. That's right. The man, the myth, the legend. Himself. That's, that's true. He's a good yeah. friend to have because not only will – he keep you honest, and he'll push you, but he'll also recommend great anime, you know, yes. for you. And he's is, got a killer sa- sourdough starter. He does. The guy can bake like nobody's business. I've been thinking the same thing about editing corporate podcasts for people, right? Yeah. <laughs> My son plays Illusion of Gaia. I don't think I know that one, but it sounds interesting. Does is he that do my- that for a job? <laughs> I'm confused because that sounds awesome. What's his monthly retention? What's he get right, for that? <laughs> I'm just curious for pure market research. Yeah, just uh, you know, asking for a friend. Asking Doug. for a friend. All right. Well, speaking of research, gang, check this out. If you, this is kind of this, this is late May when this story came out, and it was tr- definitely trending on Twitter. And we finally got to it because the last couple of weeks we found other things to talk about. But right. gene editing experiment has turned fluffy hamsters into aggressive mutant rage monsters. Um, this involves the controversial CRISPR technology, which we talked about years ago. If I'm not mistaken, it was episode 54. Jesus Christ. Episode 54 with Carly, AKA C2. Oh, okay. Yeah. Way back then. (laughs) I had to go back and remind myself what CRISPR was. I followed every, I followed link after link on this one until I uh, got back to the original story. So I'm, I think I'm caught up on what we're what we're what this is. If you don't know CRISPR, which is spelled capitals all caps C R I S P R, is a technology that can be used to edit genes and as such will likely change the world. The essence of CRISPR is simple. It's a way of finding a specific bit of DNA inside a cell. After that, the next step in CRISPR gene editing is usually to alter that piece of DNA. So this was something that came out, you know, years ago because the concept of it is i think what we were talking about back in episode 54 was designer babies the idea of like designing the child that you want to have using this kind of excuse me technology and it appears uh that they've tried this out on hamsters and it did not go well at all well if you following it back like in 2019 apparently they tried it with the two uh the two twins using the CRISPR method, and it did not go well then. Mm. And so they tried it again with these hamsters, and again, to no surprise, did not go well. Yes. <laughs> Richie, I think the Umbrella Corporation is big into CRISPR. Yes, they are. Resident <laughs> Evil, can't go wrong there, right? Nothing ever went bad from messing with this stuff. So their, their objective here, this was at Georgia State University, um, they were examining a hormone called vasopressin and its receptor, there's a there's a there's a number in this. It's A V P P R one A. So there we go. Apriva. I don't know. Apria. Uh, they opted to try and remove the latter from a group of Syrian hamsters with the ex- expectation it would increase bonding and cooperation between the lovable little critters. 
That's because the AVPR1A is understood to regulate things like teamwork and friendship as well as dominance and bonding, but their expectation went very, very wrong. So, an understatement from Professor H. Elliot Albers says, we were really surprised at the results. <laughs> Always what you want to hear from us from a scientific study. They're like, we anticipated that if we eliminated uh, vasopressin activity, we would reduce both aggression and social communication. But the opposite happened. <laughs> they grew and they turned green and it was weird. They exhibited high levels of aggression towards other same-sex individuals. So regardless, so it says all hamsters, regardless of genotype or sex, exhibited aggression, including chasing, biting, and pinning when exposed to non-aggressive, same-sex, uh, conspecific, in a neutral arena. So he said, the professor said this, uh, this was a startling conclusion. So the idea that these things that have been edited would just come into an area and there was just another same-sex hamster just hanging out and they were like, it was like, 20, it was like 28 days later, just yeah. Full yeah. of rage, which is insane. Um, <laughs> they chose to experiment with these types of hamsters, the Syrian hamsters, because unlike mice, they have social organization that's similar to humans. <laughs> so, uh-oh. Um, and this is probably my favorite uh, set of quotes here. Like, even though we know that vasopressin increases social behavior by acting within a number of brain regions, it is possible that the more global effects of uh, AVPR1A receptors or whatever doesn't matter what he really says here is we don't understand this system as well as we thought we did <laughs> and that right there I feel is the key quote of this entire conversation yeah we don't understand the system as well as we thought we did yes and I think here's the thing am I curious about this technology absolutely like I am the fact that anyone has developed a technology and I don't even know how this technology works. Mm -hmm. Like when you say technology, I'm like, what is it like a laser? You know, like, right. I don't, I don't know. I don't want this. You're like, is it got software? It. Is it a, right. Yeah. I have no idea. Is it like pro tools? I mean, is it, is it Adobe premiere pro, but for, for jeans, I have no idea. We'll just cut right. there and then separate and then we'll just merge it and we'll do like a crossfade there. Perfect. We're good to go. I have no clue. <laughs> no idea. But, um, Jim, did you have Snap to Grid enabled? <laughs> oh, Shit, no. That's what I did. I overwrote something else. Damn it. <laughs> Crap. I eyeballed it. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't really do it. I didn't zoom in. Um, but I, I, but at the same time, it's like, really, what's our end goal here? Like, what is the end goal? <laughs> right. Well, I think in, in, in the previous instance, in the 2019 version with the, with the twins, they, they removed a gene that HIV, this gene is needed for HIV to get into the blood system. So they were trying to make these tw these twins immune to HIV. And they thought that by doing this, but what they didn't realize is this that this gene had way more of an effect on cognitive abilities than they had previously thought. And so they basically, the way I'm reading the article is that they damned these twins to a life of who knows. Like it might be... <laughs> They might be geniuses. They might be, you know, licking the walls. We don't know what they're like. And I'm, I, I sit there and I go like, if, that's a pretty steep, that's a pretty steep oopsie daisy, you know? And instead of trying to alter genetic code, maybe we just continue working on the treatments 
for the virus and the diseases that we have. I, I just feel like that's uh, I know we, 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 you and I don't necessarily uh, share in a lot of religious beliefs, uh, but the concept of playing God, I think is kind of a universal and you can say God with the big G or little G, but the idea, the concept of playing God without, you know, putting too much of a religious connotation to that. I, I feel like this is smack dab in the middle of that. And I think that's a very dangerous place to start playing in well I, I remember i think it was in a philosophy class i had at one point where it talked about the idea of playing god is like where do you draw the line really because technically <laughs> right. speaking taking right. medicine is playing god because then that's fair yes you know that's like at the very basic level like we've discovered technology that allows us to fight off disease by taking pills or shots or things like that so sure. i think there's certain levels of it we can say i think that's okay because you know what insert your argument i think it's easier to argue that than you know if someone's like what if we pre made it so that you would never get a particular disease just by using this laser gun again i'm gonna go with it's a laser to oh I, yeah i like to think that they're looking through you know the things at the dmv that mm -hmm. you have to put when you do an eye test yeah and then they've got two joysticks mm -hmm. and they're trying to it's almost like star wars so they're trying to line exactly. up and then they have to fire the photons yeah exactly yeah. and they're just you know they just try to do that sort of stuff um, you know, I, I, bread, I'm right <laughs> back in your T13s, right? I don't know if I got that right or not. Whatever. Come at me, Star Wars fans. We all know you're reasonable, reasonable human beings <laughs> who have very well thought out arguments, have very, you know, you're very patient and understanding of other people in the fandom and that you're willing to accept criticism constructively and then give a very you know, muted and reasonable response. So please, Star Wars fans, let me know. Did I get that right? Because time and time again. I appreciate you, you fucking yeah. twats. Anyway. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'm just trying to think. I would love to hear more about like what the ultimate end goal is for this because obviously they're 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 playing around with this. They don't fully understand it. What's what's the end goal, right? Are are we looking to find you know, is there a gene you can edit so no one gets covid? You know, is there like what what's 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 the end goal for all of this outside of right. Cuz if the idea is, oh, we're going to cuz let's say that this was successful. Let's say that these didn't turn let's play into it out. Yeah. they didn't turn into whole hamsters, right? What if they say that it worked? The goal was what? To promote teamwork and friendship right. and bonding? Okay. To genetically remove aggression and to force more communal. Yeah. I, I mean, would you, that that's a really scary path to go down, right? If you're like, listen, <laughs> yeah. we could just do this and this person's going to be a lot more docile. Like that seems... Pretty fucked up. And who knows? Maybe 100 years from now, 200 years from now, it'll be no different than like us being like, yeah, playing God's taking a pill, but you know, no big deal. They're yeah. like, yeah, of course. Of course, we make people more docile and more like, you know, lovable and things like that. That's great and less aggressive. That's that's good. And you know what? I'm sure there's an argument to be made as people are shooting the shit out of each other in our country that like, hey, maybe less aggression's a good thing, right? But there's also something about that's like, who gets to make that decision? And that's that's the key right there is that you by doing that, you're opening up the floodgates to, OK, we are going to <clears throat> this goes this goes right back to the 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 women's rights issue 
uh, of, of, you know, my body, my choice. Like it is, you're imposing certain beliefs, like the belief of less aggression or the belief of, you know, improved teamwork or the belief, like whatever it is, you're imposing a, a section of beliefs uh, on an unwilling participant or you're, 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 you're taking away the choice. And it just, and I, I look, I agree that we all need to be less aggressive, but I don't think that we need to edit our genes to make that. So, because again, who knows what else gets taken away in that? And then what's the next step? Because, well, we did this. Now there's a use case for the next gene that we want to edit. Right. And listen, I've seen Firefly and Serenity. All right. And I and saw, I, I saw what the, I don't, they're not the empire in that show. I forget what they're called, but whatever, whoever's in charge of that. I, I, I saw what happened, right? They had a whole planet called Miranda, yeah. right? That's it. Yeah. And in Miranda, you know what they did? They pumped some shit in the air to make people more docile, more calm. And you know what happened, like, Justin? What's you that? know what happened? Spoiler alert. You know what happened? What happened? The people just altogether stopped functioning. They just laid down, they went to sleep, and they died. Except a fraction of the percentage of the planet turned absolutely rageful, just insane. All they wanted to do was do harm, and they became known, they started mutilating their bodies, and they became known as the Reavers, and these Reavers started rampaging across the universe, okay? I don't think we need to make the Reavers, okay? I agree. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking bastards. I'll tell you this. Based off purely that explanation, I now want to watch Star Fire and Fire. What is it? Star Fire Star Fox. Firefly and Star Fox. Yeah, it's it's Firefly and light. Serenity. That's right. Yes. I want to watch them. Yeah, they're good. I want to watch. I want to watch BattleBots. I want to watch all the things. <laughs> BattleBots. Yep. Richie says it's all about money at the end of the day and not really helping people. All these experiments are being funded by big pharma that will capitalize in the long run. Greedy cunts. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I I don't think you're off at all on that one. I I do think it all comes back to money. Well, I'm telling you, man. If you can convince people to do this, right? Like you convince people to be like, hey, man, you should just edit your genes. First of all, actually, I don't know. It's hard enough to get people to take a fucking vaccine, all right? So if you're trying to present this to people where it's like, hey, we're going to edit your genes, I don't think that's going to fly. So I think there'll be pretty strong resistance to that. Sure. Yes. But um, I, I mean, again, it makes it makes it opens. It cracks open the door for the argument to be made. Sure. If you can, if you start to do this and it becomes successful, it just it it's a it, it probably won't happen within a year's time. But. You know, it it's a it doesn't need to move fast for it to make a lot of problems for people. It's definitely some dystopian future shit. Is it what is, that yeah. is to me. It's it spooks me in a lot of ways because I'm like, I again, I'd love to hear someone make an argument for it. I'm sure it'll be like it'll be great to do right. these things, but I'm like, mm, the other day it kind of gives me the creeps. Yeah, I just to me this comes back right back down to you're imposing. You're 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 imposing your views on someone else's body or in mm -hmm. someone else's future, and I that I just have a I have a problem with that at the at the end of the day, and mm -hmm. I don't know. I think it it yeah. There's the there's just the potential for a lot of really fucked up situations to come out of that. It's interesting. It's interesting you bring up fucked up situations because there's another story that was All trending right. on Twitter recently. Lay it on me again. Something we wanted to get to, but we had more fun with other stuff. But 
Um, there was this thing trending, I think it was last week on Twitter, that was called Disney Adults, is what it was called. And there was one thread in particular that caught my eye, and it was based on an Am I the Asshole posting on Reddit. And essentially, the title of it was, Am I the Asshole for Not Having Catering at My Wedding? And the summary of this was, man and woman, huge Disney fans, right? Can't argue there. Decided to get married in Disney. Way to go. Um, and everything was fine, but like a month and a half, like after the wedding or so, the one of their the married couple's aunts started talking shit on Facebook, saying how disappointed they were. Essentially, what this was is that Disney is apparently a huge deal to them. It's a huge part of their life. Getting married is like uh, w- there was like a big component of their relationship. So they decided not to. <laughs> Jared goes Disney adults. This will go well. It will. <laughs> The issue was that they decided not to offer catering services or bar services at their wedding and instead used money towards having a wedding Minnie and Mickey make appearance during their wedding. So the cost to have both Minnie and Mickey was a good chunk of time. It was 30 minutes and it was exactly what their parents allotted for their catering budget. So they also apparently let the guests know, hey, there are plenty of places to get food here. It just won't be provided for you. So the guests would have to pay for their own. And I also love how they put a note in there. It's like there was also uh, vending machines that were there. So it's like, okay. Um, the parents hey, I'm going to go, go, go grab a bag of Cheetos for the table. Right. Does anyone want anything? Yeah. It costs $5 because you're at exactly. Disney, you know. <laughs> it says their parents were still very supportive, but everyone else is being passive aggressive about it on Facebook. So am I the asshole? Um, so they say they clearly outlined in their invitations that there was food available at the venue. We didn't spell ex- exactly spell out every restaurant's menu, but it was certainly mentioned. There were also vending machines available throughout. So, um, And they also said that for, me. for everyone saying that it's too much for 30 minutes, I want to clarify that it was two 30-minute sessions on different days. $2,750 was the cost for one session. So essentially they... $750. So they did two sessions... That's over $5,000, almost $5,500 essentially to have Minnie and Mickey show up twice. So okay. the issue here was that they decided it was more important to them to have Minnie and Mickey show up at their wedding twice than to provide catered food and bar <clears throat> services to their guests. So I'm a Disney fan, Disney World fan. I got married there. Justin, you're a Disney fan. You've been there plenty of times. We've talked about it recently. Yes, absolutely. What's your initial reaction to this sort of <laughs> so story? My Are they the asshole? I I would argue no. I do not think they're the asshole. And, and my reasoning behind that is that you go to a wedding. You're not going to a restaurant. There's no is there's is there an unwritten social obligation or or, or contract that says that you're going to get fed a wedding? T- traditionally, yes. But I'll say this: not everyone has an open bar at a wedding. Sometimes there's a cash bar. That was my wedding, right? Mostly because so, I only had thirty people, and majority of the people there didn't drink. So it's like, what's okay, the point you know, of paying for this? Right. So if you want booze, go pay for booze. Yeah. Now, is it the is it the norm? No, the an open bar probably is way more normal than a cash bar. But cash bars. Are, are a thing that does happen at weddings that people are very well aware of. Is it way less common to not provide food? Absolutely. Make people pay for their own. But I would say that you're going to a wedding 
the purpose of going to a wedding is to celebrate the couple that is getting married. If you see on the invite that food will not be served, then you are, and, and that is an issue for you, then you RSVP no. You know, I I don't think you go to a, the, the wedding and say, oh boy, I can't wait for the spread that they're going to put out in front of us tonight. Now, I'll say that our wedding had some of the best food that you've ever had in the world, and so we win that. But if we chose not to do that and we wanted to put it towards something else that was incredibly meaningful for us, that is our decision as the bride and groom on our day. And if you don't want to celebrating that you don't have to you're invited you're not required so that is my initial take what is yours and or change my mind um i i'm i'm i get why some people would be annoyed but the thing that that i think trumps that or at least cancel that is that it was, it was listed now i'd love to know how explicit it was listed on the invitations because the author wrote an edit saying they, you know, if the guests were warned, he says, we clearly outlined in the invitations that there was food available at the venue. If it was listed as there's food available at the venue, I find that to be misleading. That I will agree with that. Right. Because if it's if they explicitly said food will not be catered, you will be able to order your own food throughout the food venue. Is available for purchase at the venue. Exactly. Right. Right. That's fine. So. I will go with them and say explicitly it was it was said that hey yeah you're gonna have to pay for your own shit and I'm in your boat that if you RSVP yes for that mm -hmm. then you have to go along with it like that's up to you. I'll also add secondly this is in Disney World man like this ain't you know getting married in some rural church in fucking nowhere Missouri like you where it's just oh we're in a barn and there's no food here <laughs> what the fuck man like you are in Right. One of the most renowned entertainment places in the world, finding food isn't that hard. I do agree that it's unusual to not provide food to your guests. Um, and I would probably, even if I did decide to go, if I was invited to the wedding and I, I am who I am now and it's like, oh, they're not paying for food and I find us because they're paying for that, I, I would probably scoff and be like, I don't think it's fucking worth it. But I'm also like, well, I guess I'm eating before we go do all this. Like, you know, I would figure it out, you know? Absolutely, yeah. I would figure that out, but um, I don't know. I, I guess I'm in the mind of a mindset of like assuming that the the invitations were clear, um, that hey, this that's, is that's the key. That's the operative point. Yes. Yeah. If it was absolutely clear what was expected, and people were still pissed about it. I'm like tough shit. Like I right. don't I don't want to hear about it. If it wasn't clear, if people were something expecting something different. They would have a right to complain. You know, I I think yes. in, in that regard because honestly, we talked about this last week. I don't typically enjoy weddings. They're overly stuffy, and there's tr tradition there that I can't stand. Like, there's a lot right. of stuff I don't enjoy. So, I'm seeing some great comments here so far uh, that kind of reference that. Um, Jared says, "Yes, people go to weddings to eat and dance. The rest doesn't matter." I went to wedding without food. It was awful. If there's no food, there's no gifts, right? And he goes, "This is what my mate's little brother would do. His missus is a big Disney fan, and he's a broke idiot who sells Amway." <laughs> And Slotty goes, yeah, I had to prioritize my gift money towards buying food at your fucking wedding. <laughs> He's like, you're expecting people to devote an entire day to hanging out in uncomfortable clothes and you w won't even feed them? That sounds like a job. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And Slotty also makes another point. It's not as bad as the people who do an extravagant destination wedding and shame their poor friends who can't attend. Yeah, that's... Right. Yeah, that's totally I think that's the thing. Like, if you're going to do a destination wedding, you put the invites out to whomever you want, and if people 
come, that's incredible. If I like, that's at the same token. I've, I I feel like people who do a destination wedding and then still expect a gift on top of that. <clears throat> that that I disagree with. Like the destination, me coming, like me dropping three grand on on tickets to your wedding. That's a whole like that's your gift. I'm I'm showing yeah. up to to support you. I'm yeah. there to support you and show you how much I love you and celebrate your big day. And that is that is what it is. And if I were throwing that, like I no way, shape, or form would I expect anyone to bring a gift. Um, but yeah, like if you're gonna shame people for not showing up to that, no, fuck off. You chose to do a destination wedding. Yeah, those who are gonna come up show are gonna show, and those who aren't, they aren't. It's fine. Yeah, Let I was go. really bad with the wedding gifts anyway. Like I didn't. When we were going and putting a registry together, I was like, "Why are we, why are we scanning towels?" And Jill's like, "God damn it, Doug!" I'm we like, I, "I was like, we know we don't." Like, I I was so bad at. She had explained to me yeah. multiple times. She's like, "It's not about what you need, okay? It's about what you want." And I'm just like, "This is dumb." Like the whole tradition thing. I was just like, "I don't understand any of this. I don't want gifts from anybody, honestly. Like, I don't yeah. <laughs> want or need anything from anybody. Like, this is yeah. this, this is why- bizarre bullshit." Because she and I also had lived together. For years, yeah. so we had already right. like gotten a lot of things. It's like, what else? You were are we starting to build to get? your home together. It's already. one thing yeah. if it's like back in the day. It's like, oh, they're now gonna live together, and they don't have all this shit. It's like we have right. all this stuff. Like I don't. For me, I was like, hey, if you can make it here, great. If not, no worries. Like let's have a vacation, yeah. and in the middle of it, we'll get married and have fun. Like that's yeah. you know, <laughs> that's all I'm here right. for. Before, you know, uh, at the start of the you know vacation, we won't legally be allowed to have sex, and then in somewhere near the middle, we'll, we'll be breaking the law in the beginning, and then towards the end, it'll be legal. You know, <laughs> I think that's why I think you you would have very much enjoyed our wedding, and we would have very much enjoyed yours because I feel like we both we both bucked tradition a little bit on on what we did, yeah. And I think that's like in the same vein, like if and this is this is the same point that we made when we were talking about religion the other week is that. If, if tradition means a lot to you and you want to do something that is hyper traditional, that's great. That is your choice. And if I, if you invite me to the wedding and I show up, I'm ready for it. Like it may not be my cup of tea, but I'm coming there to, to, to take part in a celebration that means a lot to you because I love you. And conversely, if you're coming to my thing and you say yes to coming, you know, strap in like you're, it's, it's the, you made the choice to come, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and presuming that everything was laid out in in, in clear you know yeah, no surprises and black and white then there there should be no there should be no debate on this yeah really i do like what jody eckler levine who kind of like put this thread together she's a professor um and a book author and she's writing a book about disney and religion she did a whole thread based on this. And she, one of the things she mentioned, she goes, many of the Disney fans I have observed in person and online find immense meaning in the parks. People don't just marry at Disney. They mourn lost relatives at Disney. They go to mm-hmm. Disney to celebrate surviving cancer. They go there for one last trip before they die. Um, and they say, you know, all this happens at Disney. Cast members literally welcome you home. Like it's it's right. she's talking about how there is a relationship between like religion and Disney, which is interesting. Disney owns our stories. For some people, both those who have another traditional wedding and those who don't, the promise of magic at Disney and the feelings they get there are powerful. I've seen people cry at the fireworks many times. Yes, uh, incidentally, I got choked up at the fireworks before. I I got choked up watching Natalie watch them. You know, it's Ooh, just, yeah. incidentally the latest fireworks show go it goes the magic is calling. Answer the call, an altar call if there ever was one. Um, 
She, this person goes, would I want to go to a wedding with no food because the bride and groom wanted photos with Mickey? No, no, I would not. But when they say Disney is a big part of their lives, I take that seriously. Maybe they met there. Maybe the ideas of the mouse stand for bring them joy. Maybe it's the only place their parents ever acted happy. Or yeah, maybe they are selfish. But if we measure religion not by its truth claims, because we can't assess those, uh, we have something much more powerful, uh, but by its power in people's lives in Disney... Uh, and then the thing I like too was, um, excuse me. Uh, let's see here. Uh, this this couple left their guests hungry, and it was perhaps unwise and lacking in guest host hospitality. They that broke I a so- they they broke a social contract in a public way, but it hurt only their guests. I can think of a ton of people in hurting uh, a lot more Americans. Like so, that's that's the thing is you know. To wrap this up, so to speak, are they the asshole? It depends on their wedding invitations. It depends on the wording of the wedding invitation. Because if they were not clear enough and the expectations were off, then yeah, everyone has a right. Because if they understand going into this, they're not going to be fed. Right. Then feed yourself before you fucking get there. Like that's on you, Absolutely. you know. Yeah. But if you don't know that and you're like, boy, I can't wait to see what Disney's your know, wedding catering is all about and it's like oh yeah no we're not getting that there's some vending machines over there yeah Yeah. you go get a coke out of the coke machine it's like what the fuck you know (laughs) so that's kind of where i stand on that so i i think you and i are on the exact same page on that it it all comes down to the wording it does it it comes down to a very practical point in this whole thing that's always what it is it's always a practical point which (laughs) i'm all here for all right speaking of wording justin it's time yet again gang for another segment of anime out of context one of these days i will have a theme song made all i all i recommend to you justin is go and watch a bunch of different anime openings and you will be inspired i i shit you not i already have some ideas okay that's cool i already have some ideas yeah which i yeah that's cool. Keep it, keep keeping those cards close to your chest. Yep. So, if you've never been here for this, if this is your first time checking out Anime Out of Context, what I have done is I have found a particular anime scene uh, from some show, and I just pick a scene that I find to be particularly absurd and unusual, and I transcribe it, and I assign roles to Justin and I, and we do a cold read of it. Now, I usually have the advantage because I have watched it, and I understand how it's supposed to be done. Justin has no idea. Justin does not watch anime. Justin nope. has no idea what any of this stuff is most of the time. And really what I'm doing is I'm I'm pimping Justin out. I'm putting him in a position where he has to read something. Usually he's the character I try to make the expert. That his character knows everything and he has to deliver it like a real boss. Like a real uh, boss. Like a real boss. And uh it's it's really it's really entertaining to me. So, if you would like to participate in this, if you would like to be like, "Hey, I want to I want to give Doug a taste of his own medicine and you want to participate in this find your anime scene uh all you got to do is like send us a message on our socials or hit us up in our discord um i have a special channel set aside for anime out of context all you got to do is send us a link to your transcription definitely give the uh credit to name of the episode episode number things like that and you know give us assign us our roles and things like that to make sure we know what to do give us minimal direction and then we'll be off to the races so uh We're welcome to do it. This week, would love to have some submissions from you. Guys, I, I, I hear know. some people chatting about what <laughs> they have in store. Out there. And listen, I understand. Okay, 
typing this shit out. It's not it's not the most fun thing in the world, but the payoff payoff is worth it. Just use uh, speech to text, guys. It's so easy. Eh, I don't. Then, I do it the hard way. It. But whatever. All right. So this week was actually inspired <laughs> by Chef Mike. Uh, if you don't <laughs> okay. follow him on uh, on Twitter, you should. He's an amazing human. He tweeted out the other day that he goes, "Man, Street Fighter Two, the animated movie. This this movie's awesome." And I laughed and I wrote a tweet back to him because this movie is insane. And I recently rewatched it because I remember loving this. This movie came out in 96, I believe. Okay. I remember watching it back then being like, this is so fucking cool. Probably because I hadn't seen much anime in my time. This is a bonkers. I shouldn't say it's bonkers, but it's a wild movie. All right. And it's, it's animated. The voice acting is a little rough around the edges. But uh, this is a particular scene. This happened towards this happens towards the end of the movie. And Justin, I'm actually going to challenge you to play two roles in this. All right, okay? Justin, are you familiar with Street Fighter Two at all? I am. I'm familiar with the video game cool. uh, series, and I'm familiar with the uh, the the live action. I, I I cannot say I'm familiar with any of the animated versions of it. All right, so you are going to be playing Guile, and you are also going to be playing M Bison. All right. There, I think there's like two moments where you have to, uh, you know, talk, talk to yourself. To yeah, right, so cool. uh, this should be good. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm putting on. Vo- I'm, I'm going to do voices for this one too. Oh, great! Gonna, Here we go. We're going to change it up a little bit. They're not going to be. Spoiler alert! Not going to be anything that you've heard these characters sound like before. Unlike hey, more than likely, you're making a creative choice, right? That's you got to that be. That's that's all we need to know. <laughs> <clears throat> all right, here we go. A United States helicopter descends from the clouds onto an isolated home in the mountains. Guile leaps from the helicopter and sprints towards Ryu. Are you Ken Masters' friend Ryu? That depends. Who wants to know? Captain Guile, operative of the United States Air Force. Yeah, I'm Ryu. What's this about Ken? Your friend's been abducted by an organization called Shadow Law. (laughs) What do you mean abducted? And their ultimate plan is to turn him into a terrorist. That's ridiculous. There's no way he could ever become a criminal. They're they're subjecting him to a form of mind control. Ken is not a terrorist. A large aircraft suddenly appears, engines roaring. It quickly approaches and begins to land on 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 the mountaintop. Shit! Bison had me tailed. What the? As the engines on the aircraft begin to power off, a ladder extends down and a figure in a cloak steps out into the light. It is Ken, and his eye, he has red-tinted eyes. He's been mind-controlled. Ken! Ken marches down the ladder. Bison appears out of the doorway and stares at Guile and Ryu. Well, look what crawled out of the woodwork. Why, Captain Guile, it's been such a long time. Finally, the stars of the show are assembled on the stage. Take a bow. Stinking bastard! What have you done to Ken, huh? Well, well, well. Ryu, I was looking for you, but you're a difficult man to find. So I was... So I recruited Ken in your absence. (laughs) Ken stares fiercely at Ryu, his eyes full of hate. Ryu runs at Bison. Let him go now! Ken's body stiffens and he removes his cape in a super cool flourish. He jumps and kicks Ryu right in the face, knocking him on his back. What have they done to you? Ken! Ken gives a hateful stare to Ryu. Nice job, huh? 
your friend is now the perfect exterminator for my subtle, wait, exterminator, thanks to my subtle influence. Beating him isn't going to be so easy. No, don't! Ken, resist it! Ken continues to stare intensely. Hee hee hee, save your energy, boy. You're going to need all you can muster on the battlefield. And your utter annihilation is the sole mission in his life. No way! He's my friend! Bison! I'm not! I'm gonna rip your lousy heart out, you filthy bastard! Hee 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 hee. Afraid I don't have one. You know, Guile, evil is a good career choice. It has a lot to offer. And scene. <laughs> oh, lovely. Yeah, it's, uh... <coughs> oh, my. Um, I think... There are some wonderful parts in this. Um, what is the? Uh, where was the? What was the? Thanks to my subtle influence, nothing yeah. about this is subtle. I have a spoiler alert, Bison. Nothing about this is subtle. Well, it's so funny writing. because like he has psychic powers, but they call them refer to them as psycho powers in the movie. <laughs> okay. And I I'd like to attribute that to a typo in the writer. Like a writer's yeah. assistant did not like because psycho is it's not an incorrect word. Uh, it's it's the wrong word for that, but it's not misspelled. So I like to think that a writer's assistant just got lazy or they were super drunk or it was a bad translation from Japanese to English. You know, that could be too. Yeah. I'd like to blame the writer's assistant, but that's there you me. go. Yeah. Um. I, what I it's it this this movie's crazy because the premise is that Bison is sending out these cyborgs to f to have them analyze street fighters around the world. Okay, and so they will scan them and somehow come out with spit out a number that tells them how powerful they are. And there was another scene I almost did in here too, where he's talking. Bison's talking with his scientist. Yeah. Scientist is like, "Do you really believe this Ryu exists? I mean, we've analyzed all the other Street Fighters, and no one's been able to get over two thousand. He's at thirty six hundred. I mean, is that even possible? Oh, the numbers again. What yeah. is with the numbers, man? Yeah. Why did they do this? It was it was absolutely insane, and <laughs> it's just the idea that. They just they took everything from the game so fucking literal in this yeah. show, and they're just like, we've got to find street fighters, we've got to find them, and we've got to recruit them into Shadow Law. It's just right. <laughs> got to get them to join the organization and do bad things. I also like Captain Guile, operative of the United States Air Force. I I also think it's interesting because he goes. Your friend's been abducted by an organization called Shadow Law. He's like, what do you mean abducted? He's like, and their plan is to turn him into a terrorist. Right, hilarious like but Ryu's response is like that's ridiculous there's no way he could ever become a criminal which seems like right. it doesn't necessarily respond to him being a terrorist <laughs> right the yeah. guy's like he's getting mind controlled he's like Ken is not a terrorist it's like I feel like you missed right no no I hear you but you understand how mind control works right, right? like at first he's like they're talking to a terrorist he's like he won't be a criminal he's like no 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 no. I mean terrorist but he doesn't respond to that like he right. responds to that line like a beat later. He's like, Ken is not a terrorist. <laughs> it's so dumb. Oh my God. My favorite thing. What? And this is why I tweeted to, to chef Mike is he's like, this yeah. movie's so awesome. And I like, you mean the movie that ends with M bison driving an 18 wheel truck straight at Ryu, who then is jumping in the air to punch the girl, the semi all set 
to Corn's uh, blind, and that's how the credits roll. Like, Rice, he's going to punch. But you it's, don't even see it resolve. No, it's, are you ready? Da, 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 and it freeze frame as he's about to punch the truck because, because here's the thing. Spoiler alert. Ken and Ryu defeat Bison, right? They do their yeah. Hadoukens at the same time. They hit him, and he just, like, vanishes. They're like, we beat him. And then this is in fucking Japan or some shit. I don't even know where they are. Then they go back. I think, I assume they're back in the U.S. And Ken and Ryu, they punch fists, and they're like, see you later, bro. And Ryu's walking away down the road, and out of nowhere comes this fucking semi. And who's oh. driving it? It's fucking M. Bison. He's like, <laughs> He's like, Bison! <laughs> Freeze frame. Right. And then corn uh, plays. To the fact that Ryu's work is never done. Yeah. And then corn plays. It's like, what? This is such a 90s. Like, what is this? Yeah. What is oh, happening? It is. Bonkers. I want to. I really, really. You can watch it on Amazon Prime. It's available. Great. Yeah. <laughs> I really wish that. Uh, my My biggest wish is that someone would take these that we do. And not necessarily even animate them, but illustrate them. Or dub them over the or, actual or film. Exactly. That would be, I would be endlessly, endlessly indebted to the person who was, who took the time to do that mm-hmm. with one of, just do something with these because I, I just think, Doug, our voice acting needs to be seen <laughs> against the actual. Sure does. Footage. I think, you know how we were talking about having a midlife crisis and, mm-hmm what we want to do next with our lives. I feel like this is where it's at. I feel like this is it. We like found this is the it. answer. This is it. This is what we do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've already we've got our answer. Well, once again, if you want to contribute to this, Woo. hit us up on our social medias. And uh, all you got to do is just, uh, you know, you got to type this out. That is the challenge, right? You yes. got to do it. You got to, you got to type it out like a script and just, you know, give us, give us the uh, stage directions and everything like that. Cause I look forward to getting a script to something that I don't know. And, yes. Being like having us both be like, okay, what the fuck do you think is happening? Because I can give you context to this, mm-hmm. but if you give me something I haven't seen, I won't know the context, and I think it'll be more fun for us to try and fucking figure that out. Because no, that would that will be when this when this segment has reached its ultimate form, that will be it. And listen, gang, if you haven't watched anime before, anime is weird, so odds are <laughs> we won't know the context. So which will make it extra fun. So extra fun, extra fun. Woo! Well, this was oh, fun. Man. Good stuff. Thank you for yeah. being a good sport about this as I. It's quickly becoming one of my favorite segments. I love it. I absolutely yeah. love doing it. But let's talk about recommendations. Justin, what do you have to recommend this week? Well, I would say that the final season of Peaky Blinders hmm. just dropped on Netflix. Sure last did. Week. Um, I am three episodes into it. I have no idea where they're taking it or how they're going to resolve this in six episodes total. But uh, I I like the show. I would say it's worth a watch. Um, the first two seasons are absolutely incredible. Seasons three, four, and five are very good and follow their own kind of arc. This one has not felt like a typical Peaky Blinders season, and it's kind of interesting, and I like it. So... I would say uh, I would say if you have not given the show a shot, go ahead and check it out. I'm back and forth on the future of this show because they're talking about doing a movie, six seasons in a movie, and then potentially having some sort of a, 
I don't know, a spinoff series or something. Like I, I, I'm hoping they can they can just wrap this up and leave it because it would be amazing. Yeah. But uh, thus far, I recommend. I would say give it a shot if you have not seen it. It's on Netflix, so go check it out. Check that shit out, y'all. Check that shit out. What do you got, Dougie? Uh, I recommend uh, episode. I recommend all the episodes, but specifically episode thirteen of Dudesy. Um, okay. Is phenomenal. Um, allegedly, I have to say that with Justin because Justin doesn't believe this show. <laughs> Allegedly, Dudesy booked Neil deGrasse Tyson without Will Sasso and uh, Chad Colchin knowing because they're, they're getting set up for the show and Dudesy just does his AI thing. He's like, you know, basically saying you have a few minutes to essentially go into the folder that I have created and um, look up information on Neil deGrasse Tyson. And then they're like, what? And then Neil deGrasse Tyson is just promoting a new book. So he didn't seem like he knew like, this wasn't weird for him. He's like, yeah, cool. I'll talk about my book. And they're like, uh. And Will Sasso's hilarious because he doesn't talk much during the interview because okay. he doesn't have much to say. It reminded me of you during an episode of this when we're talking about video games or something. But where he chimes in is how he can somehow relate professional wrestling to physics, which is okay. amazing. It's so cool. Um, they have a wonderful that, conversation. and That sounds fun. I like it's it. It's very fun. And it ends with Will Sasso. Uh, Doozy created a, a product that they want to sell called Doozy Hard Hard Seltzer, and at one point he made they, they made Will Sasso and Chad like uh, make a theme song for it. They just sang a lot and somehow meshed it all together to create this insane theme song. And it basically said, "There's a 74 percent chance that Adam Driver will be the celebrity, you know, sponsor or, or promoter for this." So. Will, you are going to read uh, Dudesy Hard Hard Seltzer ads as as Adam Driver. And Does he, he do an Adam Driver impression? He goes, I don't really know how to do this, but I'll try. And he tried. And it was there were some weird AI ad reads. And Fantastic. it was highly entertaining. So I, I enjoy that podcast in general. It's very fun. That episode in particular had me very amused. I was very I entertained it. by it. So you should definitely check that out. In addition to that, you should check us out uh, on all social medias at MindGapPodcast. Uh, please uh, like and subscribe to us on YouTube. Uh, again, God damn, we're, we're closing in on those 200 subs, which is awesome. That's a, that's a fun milestone for us, You know, almost 20% of the way to monetization on that side of things. So please do that. And do us a favor, share it. Share it around. Even if it's just to one person just being like, hey, I think you're going to really dig this shit. Check out this short. Check out this segment. Check out this episode. Send it. If you want to send it to a broader audience, we won't be mad at you. Just please share us around so uh, more people can enjoy this, and hopefully we can start. We'll start building on this momentum and getting more people here. Also, don't forget to check out our Discord. Link is in the description down below. Come join us. Come hang out with us, and check us out live on Tuesday at 8 p.m. Central, where we live broadcast our, our our podcast. Be a part of the chat. And Saturdays, I host a video game stream. So come check out there and hang out with them. And don't forget to check out Justin online as well. On Instagram and Twitter at Justin underscore Michael, spelled M-I-K-E-L. It's the fun way of spelling it. And while you're in the online realm, check us out on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, uh, Podbean, uh, Spotify, all the places where you can find and consume quality podcasts. You can find and consume us. And like Doug said, sharing us, uh, subscribing, rating, reviewing, all those things are huge. Sharing is one of the biggest things you can do for us. And then uh, 2east8th.com and keep an eye on all of 2east8th's social medias because we got things, things are coming. Things oh, and then also uh, Love and Improv Film. I think, again, I had to check this out again. I think it's Love and Improv Film on Instagram. 
Hold on. Love. Love and uh, improv film. All spelled out. Love and improv film. Follow us on Instagram. That is the official uh, Instagram account for our feature film, which we'll be shooting later this year. Hell yeah. What were you sighing about? Just because you don't even know your own goddamn socials, Justin. Get your shit together, all right? I didn't create it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I didn't create it. Fuck it. <laughs> well, this was a fun episode. Thank you all for listening. And more importantly, Justin, thank you. Douglas, thank you. Chat, thank you. Listeners, thank you. And you all have a dandy fucking week. Mind Gap Podcast.